Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not so favorite storylines, matches, events, and or feuds from your pro wrestling past. I'm part of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, I'm joined by Jimmy Price, and we are joined today on this bonus episode by El Topo TJ, uh, Commandant of Molehole Radio. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't use that kind of uh, terminology anymore in today's climate. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have fun with that stuff anymore. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> but hi, yeah, it's great to be here. I love this show. So, awesome. Thank, thank you for joining us in you guys real life. For giving us hours of content on the show. So. Much yeah. appreciated. Thank you for I, I still haven't calculated the hours. Yeah. But, uh, it's a lot. It, it, but it's good. You know, that's yeah. what we need. Content, content, content. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are consistent. So Yeah, we try to bring it in. It's definitely yeah. definitely We took a break for a little bit. Uh, we had our first season, The Origin of Attitude, and now we're gearing up for a second season soon. Jimmy's got some stuff going on. Should we uh, maybe bring the uh, well, yeah. do, we know, do we know which way we're going with it? We're going Way, brother. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna be doing some some fantasy booking that one way or the other. I think. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's the direction we're headed in for the second season. Uh, there's a couple different what if uh, scenarios we're looking at uh, diving into, but uh, that's what's gonna be the nature of the second season. So there's definitely a lot of that in wrestling. Just in any period, you're like, you know, it, it, it's always funny to me how wrestling is so much like a television show, right? It's all just about narrative. Yeah. So it's like, well, if, the, if this character went this way or this way, but then you get the added drama of all the be- behind the scenes and like why this didn't happen. It's stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. Right. So I, yeah. I definitely can't wait to hear it. So. Yeah. yeah. We got some ideas going. Did you want to talk about anything else? Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got a got a new retromaniac on the way. <laughs> uh, uh, myself. Girlfriend Stacy, we're uh, expecting, and so uh, nice. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So she's uh, due in July, first week of July, probably. Awesome. So very uh, thrilled and excited. Superstar. Yeah, yeah. A little superstar. If it's a boy, it's gonna be Vader. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a girl, it'll be I don't know Ivory. <laughs> Good call. What, 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 what any parent would dream, yeah. dream for? Of Medusa, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. That's yeah. great news. Uh, new retromaniac, and we. Yeah, that is awesome. And and we got a good episode for you here. It's um, our, our bonus episode, so we have a guest on. And yes. TJ, our lots guest of, from Lots Mobile. of bonuses this week for Mobile, because I found an old archived movie, the podcast, that I thought I lost, and that's on the, on the site this week, so now oh, we nice. have bonus content. Right. Nice. And you guys, what's your theme for this month? Oh, this month is WWE Easter, and... Uh, <laughs> As, as everybody knows, we pick a theme every month. This is our second or third time we've done WWE Easter. Mm. Um, I think maybe second, I can't remember. But the WWE movies are just, they're just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Alex Pick, and he texted me just before I got here, and he, he let us all know because he left, we were left in suspense after last week, but he, the Marine 5 starring The Miz, and I believe Becky Lynch, is, yeah. is the next movie we're going to watch. Yeah. And we haven't watched any Miz movies yet, so we watched like we watched Countdown with with Kane and Dolph Ziggler. Oh. We watched uh, the Condemned two or three with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton is like the worst actor in he history. He was in the Condemned. Yeah, it's and it's like unbelievable. It's so bad. It's like 
it's so bad. It's it's just it's the worst kind of bad where it's just boring and inc- <laughs> it's not even like it's because the the thing we like to say is the worst thing you can do in a movie is be boring. The best thing you can do is just be incoherent. And, right. It just right, kinda, right. At least it, confusing. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be stupid, at least be confusing. Right. right. And right. no, this is just like awful. Eric Roberts is in it. Ooh. Ooh. I can't think. I really want to watch. I think my I'm interested we, for some reason. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my pick is going to be Twelve Rounds Three with Dean Dean. Uh, Ambrose, because we haven't watched any of his movies Jesus, either. I need yeah. to watch some of these WWE we watched, movies. We watched one last year that was a WWE movie that um, almost didn't count because it was it was the star was uh, Scott Atkins, who's fantastic. I don't know if you've ever seen any of Scott Atkins' work. Who, what, AKA Scotty Karate, as we call him. Oh, uh, what what? Films <laughs> He's just in a lot of like. If you've seen, did you see the names? later um, Universal Soldier movies? Don't yes. laugh because they're amazing. Yes, Day the one Reckoning. with Goldberg. No, the no. one a- there's two after that. I don't uh, think I did after those. Do yourself a favor and like they're not just like good bad movies. They're like legitimate like action B, masterpieces. B good movies. Yeah. Okay, that like no one has seen because it's like Universal Soldier. Why the fuck right, would right, I watch right, that? Right. But no, Regeneration and Day of Reckoning. They're okay. both great. Okay, uh, but he's Scott. Scott Atkins is in that. Scott Atkins was uh, one of the one of the goons in Doctor Strange. He's a guy that's in a lot of like direct-to-video uh, kung fu movies, but he's okay. really... He's in a lot of the... If you've seen any of the Undisputed sequels, like, he's in okay. those. Uh, he's great. Anyway, he was in a movie called Eliminators, and the main bad guy was Wade Barrett. Yes, but I, the I, movie I... was awesome. Like, really? it was so good. And, like, we're like, this is a WWE movie? And uh, I think we watched the 12 rounds with Cena, and that was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's the one that I've seen, and that's why I've just never watched it's, another one. It's not good. Yeah. Have you guys done the Chaperone? We, you know, we tried. I think last year, but like we could. It's one of those movies that's just in a black hole somewhere. Like we yeah. couldn't rent it. I couldn't. Steal oh, I it. saw it on. I couldn't uh, steal Netflix it off the internet. Recently. It was on Netflix for a little while. Oh yeah. shit! But that's yeah. the one with Triple H. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, I haven't seen all of that. I saw like bits and pieces of it. But yeah, he's like, um, he's like, it's some. His kids are getting kidnapped, and he's got to like take care of this busload of kids. It's like oh, well, it's no fun to watch a, a yeah. Triple H movie because you know he's just going to go over in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to bury the bad guys. But uh, yeah, it's it's always fun. Um, the WWE productions, like the, the amount of films that they've produced, is absurd. Because like I, when I didn't it, know like half those movies when they first like started doing it. I thought it was like a joke, and now they've done like they've done like fifty movies. Yes. It's ridiculous. Like we're always like we're not we're going to run out of movies. And you look at the IMDb, and you're like, oh no no no, we're, yeah. we, we, we could make a podcast only about WWE movies. It's crazy. Wow. Right. <laughs> oh, we did. Uh, speaking of Kane, we did See No Evil Two. Oh, we didn't God. watch the first one. We watched the second one. The second one's really good. Really, it's like a very fun. Like throwbacky slasher. I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel. And he's in it predominantly. He's, he's the, the bad. Uh, he's the his monster. Name? His name's like yeah. Jacob Goodnight. I've heard of that. Yeah. He's got like a twelve. <laughs> uh, um, he's got like a twelve-inch uh, penis or something. Oh really? <laughs> Whoa! No, there was something like written about. Maybe that. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, that's fan I always fiction. Figured, maybe I, that's just fan fiction. <laughs> Maybe just projecting what you want on Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> the big red monster. That's right. Um, but that movie's really good. And, like, Kane is actually really good in it. Because he has these, like, moments where he's got these, like, psychotic breakdowns. Like, he's looking in a mirror and he's like, he's doing, like, the, the okay. Norman Bates thing. Where he's like, mother, stop telling me what to do. And Oh, I can yeah. see him it's doing like a good job. It's, like, legitimately good, though. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he had those promos when he was World Heavyweight Champion, they were, like, long, length, lengthy monologues. But I, he, like... He yeah. carried it. Yeah, I think he's a guy that's misused. Honestly, I think one of my favorite like versions of Kane was Corporate Kane because I oh, thought yeah. all of his like comedy beats were really funny. Like, yeah. I think he's like a it guy that like 
got his timing down and everything. Yeah, yeah. all the the team hell no stuff with Daniel that Bryan. Was great. That was hilarious. That was yeah. I can't stand him now though, where he's like he's the demon. He's got like a wig on. Yeah, he came back for nothing, buried Finn Balor, and then and got yeah. got yeah. like got the pinfall in the Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman match, and now is gone. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like what. Yeah. And well, he, I mean, Brock beat him not? last night in 30 seconds in Chicago. So he's, oh, you know, wow. there you go. House show? Yeah, house what show. in the yeah. fuck did Finn Balor do to the WWE? Because it's like they put him over and they were like, ah, He got injured you. in the match. Yeah. Vince oh, doesn't sorry. like that shit. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, Goddamn toy I, broke in the match. We've got to play with that one. Balor yeah. gets all that shine at, at Royal Rumble and then it's nothing. Balor gets that. He got, like, what, a big win over AJ Styles before that Kane loss. The, the night before. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, yeah. what? And then what AJ you, Styles wins the fucking title. So it's like, what? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, they're booking his well, and actually, ass backwards. And, and what, else, what else is weird is they gave him the belt, like, right away. And right. then it's like, now he's like a complete afterthought. I think he's yeah. going to be in the shuffle for like a multi-man intercontinental championship Ooh, match great. at WrestleMania just, coming up. Just so. put him on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah that, it doesn't that, sound that good. That show could use some new blood right now. It's kind of floundering at the moment. It is, for sure. So mm-hmm. like switch yeah. over, like do something. Get rid of, I, I hate to say it, but maybe maybe switch AJ back to Raw, put Finn over. Well, you need. I, I'm scared for AJ to be on Raw. Yeah, yeah. so am I. But I also think that like they teased having the Bullet Club guys back together, and then they still kind of are, but they aren't. It's just like just yeah. put them together. Right, like, right. What, who cares? Make it official. Because yeah. Anderson and Gallows are great. Like I'm a you know I'm a huge Japanese like... wrestling fan, and those two guys are totally underused. Like, oh yeah, they have great personalities. They're great in the ring. Yeah, and they don't do shit with them. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, it felt like they could do it a lot with the Bullet Club and then Shield, but then they like. Kind yeah. of half-assed did it, it like and half-assed. then yeah. it went away, and yeah. it was like nothing. Yeah. Well, then the injuries came in, but yeah, it's, it's so confusing. Like I, I wanna, it's weird because you're in a position nowadays where you have, without a doubt, like wrestling-wise, the the roster has never been better. You have so many good wrestlers on the roster that like you're in a position they've never been before ever since I've right. watched wrestling, and they still like manage to screw it up. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like. uh Kenny Omega recently said he doesn't want to go there because he doesn't want to be a robot. Because, like, yeah, everything yeah. that they do is, like, it's so, like, cookie-cutter. The guys are dwindled down to, like, five moves of right. doom. It's true. And it's just the same thing. Well, Every and, match and, and is, look like, at, oof. Look at what Omega's doing right now. He's got one of the most popular angles in all of wrestling right now. And it's about their homosexual love, his right. homosexual <laughs> love with Kota Ibushi. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Like, that's awesome. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's amazing. They yep. do this, like, uh, what is it? This show on YouTube that's, like, partially in English. Showbuckle. No, no, it's uh, it's called, like, it's the Elite's YouTube oh, show. Oh, Being the Elite. With the, yeah, yeah, that's being it. Elite. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he, Kenny Omega did this interview where it's, like, he's, like, I've always been lonely. And even when I'm at the Bullet Club, I felt like I was alone and I missed my love. Yeah. And, like, it's hilarious. It's, like... It's like this weird sort yeah. of like 1950s coded gay speak that's yeah. just, oh my god, I love it so much. At the much. end of one of the uh, like episodes, they like zoom into a, the locker, like the closet. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> it's so it's like innuendos after innuendos. I fucking love it. And then uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, I'm sorry, just Cody. Yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, he's like, Coda is a rat. Yeah, he's he's Kenny's rat. Wow. <laughs> well, in the last in the last, they're they're I don't know if they're la- the match a couple of weeks ago. It ended with 
Cody kissing yeah. Kota Ibushi. You're gonna steal a kiss. I'm gonna and, steal a kiss. And, and Marty Skrull goes, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so in the match. You're dealing yeah. with the wrestling golden love triangle. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you it's think awesome. they'd ever do that in WWE? I mean, if they did, it would it'd be the Billy Gunn and whatever that what that was. They'd uh, do it terribly. Oh, they they can't do anything subtle or... Well, and it's weird, because you know Vince is, like, so deep in the closet. Like, it's, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. You can tell. Yeah. He has a fascination with big blonde guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, talking about wrestling, anyhow, what, what, TJ, we like to introduce the guests on our show and talk about their fandom. So, uh, what really got you into wrestling to begin with? I, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, God, I'll be 37 uh, Thursday, and Woo! I've been into wrestling since I was like, Happy I think, I think, like up. everybody my age kind of has the same story where like we were way into like Hogan and stuff like that. Like I was. I, I love comic books. I still do. Yeah. And to me, like, wrestling, especially in the 80s, was like watching superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, those were like superheroes. And when they fought, it was like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And I got really caught up in, in that. Like, the, the the power and, like, the, the, the power struggles between them and the heroes and the villains. And I really identify with that. And then, you know, as you got older, I still kept up with the product. But, like, through, like, a lot of the stuff that you guys review, like, I was kind of in and out. I wasn't really into it as much. You know, when you get into, like, that middle school age, it's not, like, cool to, like, wrestling yeah. anymore. So, right, like, right, yeah, right. I don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but I would still watch. And, um, you know, like everybody else, I came back. I came roaring back, like, around high school when the Attitude Era kicked in. And, like, I used to, every week, like, meet a bunch of buddies. Used to watch Raw and nice. way into it. And then from Raw, like, I went, I mean, like I always do. Because I've never... If I'm into something, I get way too into it. I get it. obsessed too. Yeah, myself. and like, <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that's like casually into anything. Like, right. So I remember getting into, getting back into wrestling, and then I got into ECW. Cool. And I used to go to the ECW arena in Philly all the time. And I got in from ECW, I got into all these tape traders, and that's how I got into like a lot of deathmatch stuff. Nice. And it's funny because now that stuff like grosses me out, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. But. <laughs> I don't know, when you're, like, 17, like, like oh, it's bloody and it's real. Yeah, and like, right, right. Like, like, you know, your friends be like, oh, wrestling's so fake. And it's like, oh, yeah, watch this watch guy this fall shit. off this, like, tractor trailer <laughs> into, like, 35 light bulbs. How are you going to fake that? <laughs> right, yeah. And it's like, well, you don't. It's just really gross and unnecessary. But, like, you know, back then it's like, yeah, it's fucking yeah. hardcore. Yeah. It's a different time, too, back then. Oh, yeah. Then, I know. envy yeah. that 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 age, though. I wish I, I had, like... I was like older to have like friends to watch it with in a way. I was and, so like, isolated. Get into then. the tape trading. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was right at that end point. Well, it's just funny to me, and, and you know, I I also around that same time I was really into anime, which is something that I'm not like I can't stand. And they had out. a lot of good VHSs out, and too. that's exactly all right. that stuff commingled. You know, right. like I got into overseas wrestling, I got into anime, I got into a lot of uh, Japanese and Hong Kong live action movies like yeah it's kind of an, in a weird way like wrestling is kind of the nexus for like all of my interests because i'm still like very interested in foreign films and mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh not again not so much in anime it's just gotten oversaturated and annoying but like everything started with wrestling like yeah. it was like i went yeah. to comic book conventions and it was like the guys selling you know old g1 tapes or selling dragon ball z tapes or right. selling Cheyenne fat movies and like all that went together so yeah and i got way into japanese wrestling because and, and ecw the same way because i think like ecw gave me my taste of like what i would consider like actual wrestling okay because i mean you had like guys like rob van dam and jerry lynn that were doing stuff that nobody in wwf oh, yeah. at the time was doing right and you know 
just seeing that kind of stuff, it's just like, wait a minute. Like, there's a whole other thing besides just power bombs and suplexes and things like that. There's guys that are doing all these crazy moves. Right. And, you know, even, like, technical stuff you get into, you know. Because a lot of the Japanese stuff, if you get into, like, a lot of the more tournament stuff, they're doing, you know, chain wrestling. Again, that wasn't popular over here and stuff right. like that. So. Or the series of matches tell a story because they have so many tournaments. So exactly. Like, yeah, and just the, just the narratives were different, you know. In yeah. Japanese wrestling, they tell so, in, in a lot of cases, not all, but... They tell so much more of a story, like a sport tells a story. Like mm-hmm. I, I love, mm-hmm. I love actual sports too, and well, not sports entertainment. You know, like <laughs> baseball and football. And there's, right, right, right. There's cool. certain narratives that carry through, like a baseball game, right? That are only told through a sport with no words so much. It's just the drama between the competitors. Correct. And you get that in, I mean, you get that in regular in American wrestling, but I think it really carries through in a lot of Japanese wrestling because you don't know what the announcers are saying, right? But you can feel the emotion. You can see. You know, through their facials and through different kind of things. And I, I just connected with all that stuff right right away. And then I, uh, you know, I watched wrestling throughout my 20s, kind of took a break, and then came back probably five years ago, and now I'm still, like, way into it. So Yeah. Awesome. There's definitely dead zones in my yeah, wrestling viewing, yeah. but, you know. everybody you, lapses. You catch up for fast. Sure. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Because I kind of missed the whole, like, I, I have a, f- a fun window to my wrestling fandom in current times. When I just got out of it, when I was just weaning off of it, people were talking about CM Punk in the indies. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then when I got back, he was already been and gone. He was already, like, the biggest thing and then over. Yeah. In WWE. In, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, like, it, like, I remember on message boards and stuff, people were like, this CM Punk guy's, like, the next big thing. And then I just kind of went to yeah. sleep. Yeah. And then I woke up and <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. And it's like, yeah. oh, I missed all that. And then I, you know, I got to go back through the network and watch a lot of his matches, which are really good. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. seems kind of insufferable, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind, of, kind of a dick. But, yeah, it had a, had a really good run. He's like the Alan Moore of uh, wrestling. Like, everybody <laughs> sucks. Everybody's just ripping off my stuff. Like, it's a very specific reference. But. True. I didn't get to see his, like, I saw, I guess, seldom ROH stuff, and then TNA. Yeah, when he was in TNA, at the beginning. Wow. Yeah, yeah, at the beginning, he had a feud with Raven that carried over from Ring of Honor to TNA, or from TNA to Ring of Honor. Wow. But they they had a pretty epic the feud. black box days. Yeah, yeah, um, and they had some some great great matches. This is like 2003, I think. 2002, 2003. Yeah, wow. yeah. And then I I forgot about him, and then I see him in ECW WWE. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I was like, this guy's gonna be something over here, yeah, and yeah. then sure enough, I'll they have to go back definitely and watch did Raven's them. match because I always loved Raven. I They're not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the stuff in TNA at the beginning was was a little pretty wonky. good. I, yeah. Well, I've yeah. seen the, the stuff that I uh, I know from TNA is is uh, problematic, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a great piece of of I mean I I don't really want to get into it, but. Uh, there's a part where AJ Styles threatens a whole group with a chainsaw and then calls them a gay slur, yeah, which is yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's just like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> the, yeah. And the faction that he's fighting against is called Sex, I think. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Those are the terrible days. That's when I tuned out, and I was just done with wrestling for a long time. Yeah, yeah and I so. think that's where that whole AJ Styles, the gay community, I think that's <laughs> yeah. where that all stems from. Yeah, that radio. So, you've just... You basically consume anything wrestling right now. Oh yeah, uh, I don't watch Impact. <laughs> don't even need to say that. Um, but I, uh, you know, I watch a little bit of ROH. I, I, anytime ROH comes around live, 
mm-hmm. watch it. I find it hard to keep up with on TV. It is not yeah. that I even need to, but I'll watch like their big shows on uh, on the internet, and I'll okay. watch. I love New Japan. New Japan's probably my favorite promotion right now. I mean, I just yeah. yep. I'm like consumed with New Japan. I wish I wish they had a weekly show because I'd watch it like religiously. Oh, but, yeah, uh, I think like everybody else, I love NXT. Uh, I I want to love WWE a lot more than I do. <laughs> I think when they they do things right, it's so good. But, like, so often, like, I can't watch Raw or SmackDown. Like, I listen to uh, the review, what is it called? Now that's post-wrestling. post-wrestling. I listen yeah. to their review shows, and if they talk about something that they like, I'll go back and watch it. But otherwise, like, just hearing them talk about it is, like, enough consumption of the storylines for right. me. Yeah. But I watch every pay-per-view. I never miss a pay-per-view. Yeah. Network specials. (laughs) Yeah, I try to watch the network specials myself, but I've easily been digesting ROH television. It's fifty minutes. It's it's nice and easy. I was thinking about getting Honor Club because they had Manhattan Mayhem last night. That started yet? Uh, It did start. Um, So I was thinking about doing the streaming service, but that's another ten dollars. And I use the the network here for Retromania aspects. And then I'm like, well, I want New Japan World too, so yeah. that's thirty dollars right yeah, there. I was yeah. like, wow, that's a lot for wrestling. I really wish. That. <laughs> yeah, when it's like ten bucks here and ten bucks there, it doesn't seem like that much. But then you like realize how much a month you're I just, spending. I it's remember like, thinking what? like, oh, I'm gonna get rid of cable and save all this money, but then I have like all these streaming services. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, I'm just spending <laughs> that same amount of money. I'm just, out that yeah. I'm just disseminating it in different yeah. ways. Does I really wish that the damn New Japan and I'm sure the Ring of Honor one does it. They they all need PlayStation apps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I have a means to mirror it to hit my computer. Just put it on my damn PlayStation. It makes right, everything yeah. so much easier. They, yeah. Like just that all these companies. That's the first thing they need to strive for. Yeah. I find that uh, the network works best on the PlayStation. Yeah. Because I get the smart TV. It'll glitch sometimes, and then my computer it'll stop. I'm just like, yeah, jeez. It's gotten yeah. a lot better though. I remember. Oh, you, three WrestleManias ago, it was like buffering every fucking oh, yeah. five minutes. The first one that they did, oh, I was having God. a terrible time yeah. with it. I made the mistake day one of the WWE Network. I was so excited that I decided I was going to call out of work. It was a Monday. <laughs> it was a Monday. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to, this is going to be the greatest day of my life. I'm going to go back and watch all these old pay per views. And I like, I wake up and I'm like, I'm signed up. It took, it took me like two hours to sign up because the site kept crashing. Oh and then God. I finally get signed up and I pull up Royal Rumble 94. Because that was my first pick. That is a good one. And uh, just like wouldn't play at all, like 30 seconds. Oh, so no. Like, oh. You're not even talking live stuff. You're talking about yeah, like, stuff yeah, they couldn't yeah, exactly. get. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was Their like, bandwidth was just probably going crazy yeah, at that time. Yeah. It was brutal for the first, probably, I mean, the first few months for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys find yourself, this is just a, a question I ask of everybody, do, do you guys watch anything on the network besides the, the network specials? Because I, I find myself I, forgetting that I even have that. Yeah, yeah, the table for threes, I try to catch every mm-hmm. now and then. But uh, they're so easy to digest, I can watch like five in a day. And yeah. I'll be done for like, it's done in an hour or so. Right, or an right. Hour or those two. are fun. I like um, that. Table for three, I'll watch. And then anything old school, I'll bring up. Yeah. Um, but they just recently did the, the hidden gems I try to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched a 40-minute match with like... Uh, Luthez oh, wow. and oh, some nice. other people. So I'm Super like, old. I absorbed that. I was retro like, all right, that's not... Yeah, yeah, that's, retro, <laughs> retro. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, 
uh, and then they'll have they have the now they have the home classics on there. So yeah, it's like Coliseums. I haven't even yeah. gone into oh, it. Oh wow! Yet. So I want to I want to check that yeah. stuff. Out. I try to go into like the past. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm really all about. Like I I've watched all of WCCW, the World Class. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. And then I've done Mid South. Yeah. And NWA. Uh, now I'm getting through Mid Atlantic. So Smoky I'm like, Mountain stuff in there. Yeah, too? Smoky yeah, Mountain. Yeah. The, like I'm trying to absorb all the old shit because all the old stuff is like basically what is recycled over time. Um, but they did a great job even back in the day. It's it's just cool to see how they innovated it. You know, right. or like how the origin of something came. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, the um, the the only Smoky Mountain thing I've ever watched was a, a New Jack promo when New Jack was in Smoky <laughs> oh, geez, Mountain. Yeah, and he was like, "Shout out to OJ Simpson. Keep up, keep up the good work." <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that oh. might be the greatest heel promo I've ever yeah. heard. Very like, cool. That show was so ridiculous. Shout out to yeah. OJ yeah. Simpson. Yeah. This was during the trial. Yeah. Oh my god, he <laughs> had a brief stay at any like promotion. Yeah, so. and then he like he killed some old man basically by yeah. hitting him in the head with a oh, chair. Oh, Gypsy Joe? Have you ever watched that match? It's no. Oh, it's, 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 on botch- it's one of the Botchamanias they show it. It's yeah, it's eesh. it's uncomfortable to watch. Like, because Gypsy Joe is like, and it's like 60s yeah, at least. Yeah, and, and he's just, like, it's not even fun. It's just yeah. like, he's just beating this old man. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. and then there's, an, he did something else where, I don't know, he was in some, you know, backwoods promotion and he beat some kid up that was like barely trained and it's just, yeah oh no that was yeah. ecw was that was that the mass transit yeah it's oh transit. yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've seen that yeah i haven't seen the one where he killed somebody yeah. well he didn't he didn't really kill him but oh, okay. he, he, he yeah. gave him he at least gave, to. gave him some pudding brains yeah close to new jack has had like no fewer than like five attempted murders in the ring probably yeah yeah, yeah. and the, almost himself when he jumped off that ba- balcony yeah back oh, god <laughs> It's like the only thing, like the only thing of note he's ever done is like, hey, I jumped off a balcony one time, <laughs> and yeah. I came out. It's like to I my did music. the same thing in yeah. high school, but you don't hear me bragging. <laughs> yeah. I just broke my arm. Fought to the ghetto boys. For yeah. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then <laughs> you know, what, no, he also went out to uh, Natural Born Killers for yeah. Dr. Dre and mm-hmm. uh, what was it, Tupac or me? I don't know. Yeah. It's like I remember that, and they used to play it through the whole match. Yeah. 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 That was his whole gimmick. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right, so let's get into what we're here for. What your pick? What, what's yeah. your pick, man? We got. I, the... I uh, well, I just wanted to do so. Talking about my fandom, this ties it uh, directly. My favorite wrestler in history to this day is Mick Foley. Okay, and it, it ties directly into me getting into deathmatch stuff. Nice, because I was like, I think one of the first tapes I got was that uh, King of the Deathmatch. It was like I. P, it wasn't FMW, it was like one of the other weird ones, like IGP, not I, I can't remember. Okay. But it was one of the other like far out deathmatch promotions. Foley actually talks about it in his first book. Yeah. Um, but it's gross. And like that's also where I got introduced to uh, Dark Mr. Pogo, who was, a, who was my old screen name for like the longest time. <laughs> and like just a lot of, and I think Onita was on that show. It might have okay. been FMW. I remember it's called King of the Deathmatch. That's what it said on the yes. VHS tapes. Yes. And I was like, I'd never, like, my eyes shot open. I'd never seen anything like this. Like, they're slamming each I mean, everybody now, all these spots are, like, commonplace, which is terrifying. Right. Yeah. But, like, getting slammed into, like, barbed wire and, like, 
the barbed wire sticking into yeah. their arms, yeah. and it's just like oh that scar. God. That's where he got that scar on his uh, arm. Or like yeah. everybody knows that spot that Foley likes to do, how he lost his ear, where he gets tied up in the ropes. He yeah. does like the like the Jesus thing yeah, tied up in the ropes. He yeah. did that shit in barbed wire. Uh-huh. Like you know the thing where he kind of like rolls over yeah. the rope. There yep. he kind of, and he always gets his head caught. Yep. yep. He did that in barbed wire. That's fucked up. That's insane. <laughs> so after, I mean, obviously at that point he was mankind in WWF. Yeah. And I was like, well, this I know this guy. This is Cactus Jack. This guy's fucking incredible. And then mm-hmm. from that point, you know, <laughs> this is how old I again. I'm almost thirty seven. I went to the video store and I rented a bunch of his old WCW stuff. Like I just, I, I, I one of the shows I listened to, they just talked about um, one of the Super Brawls yes. where he wrestled Paul Orndorff. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he killed himself like he always did. I yep. think that's what I, de- what I like the most about Foley is I thought that he was a guy. It's like that, a false count anywhere match, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but he did like a sunset flip onto concrete, mm-hmm. Oof. and it's just like he was a guy that always like didn't matter. He wasn't the most athletic guy. He wasn't the most gifted in-ring guy, but he gave everything oh, to yeah. every match. Totally agree. And I just, I think, like, even from a young age, like, you identify with that, like, right away. Or, like, anytime he was on a card in the Attitude Area, you're like, he's going to give you everything. The passion, like, yeah. You know, it goes from his feud with Austin to his feud with The Rock. Like, I mean, yeah. the freaking chair match where he got hit 70 times in the head with a chair, which is... Yep. Tough to watch in, our, yeah. in the current climate of uh, you know concussions and whatnot, but you're just but even still like watch that match. Mm-hmm. That match is nothing but passion. Like you're like it, it is one of the most emotional matches I've ever seen. Like you want to cry. You're like stop. Like right. stop this right. fucking match. Like, yeah. like Jim Ross is saying. Yeah. Like, but I mean, damn. and I think like it's it's uh, it's what a good movie does. It's the suspension of disbelief. Yes. It makes you forget. That you're watching a fake wrestling match oh, yeah. and the real emotion pours out. And I think that was always the case in Foley's matches. Yeah. And then when you didn't have like the ultra violence, he had the characters. He had heart and character. Like Mankind was an interesting character. He's like this self-deprecating weirdo that like wanted to hurt himself. I always yeah. thought that was like really fucked up because yeah. he'd, he'd get in the corner, he'd start tearing his hair out or he'd yeah, start hair stabbing like, his leg. Real? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, what is this? I've never seen a character yeah. like this yeah. before. And the shrieking. The shrieking yeah. of his mankind. Was <laughs> and crazy. even the, the mask and his yeah. finishing move where he stuck his fingers down your throat. Like, they did like, a perfect what job. F- yeah. What is this guy? Like, it's yeah. so, it's so weird. And yeah. then you got Dude Love, which was hilarious. And yeah. that whole narrative, and I could be wrong, but you know, that all spurned from the Jim Ross interview where he was talking to McFoley as McFoley. That's where and I got into him. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, this is the part I could be wrong. This is the first time I can ever remember them breaking kayfabe and being like, no, this isn't mankind. This is McFoley. Right, right. Yep. And that was a big deal to me as a, as a youngster. I was probably, I don't know, I was probably 16, 15, something yep. like that. And I'm like, wait, they're like. They're addressing us like we understand that this isn't real. So, yeah, it even hit you at that age, And it's too, like, so, that, yeah, that's, that's something awesome. else. And then they used that in such a clever way um, because they blended reality with, you know, the fantasy of wrestling. Yeah. Because that fed into the dude love character. Like, this was his dream from a young age. So, yep. while it's super exaggerated, he turned into, like, this hippie cartoon character. <laughs> like, it's still... Mercy. <laughs> It's the best part is when he does his Titantron video yeah. where he takes his sunglasses on and off. Yeah. But like he's, it's grounded in some kind of reality, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's something to it. And yeah. even even when he's, you know, the match we're gonna watch, I think he's full on like corporate dude love, and he's he's, um, 
He's aligned with McMahon. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. That'll be the second part. But it still brings a humility to his character where you're like, well, this is just the guy that really wants this. And like, I love that. And then, you know, you go back to Cactus Jack and that's perfect because he's like a guy at his limits and it like brings out the darkest part of him. Yep. And I don't, there's just something like so fucking cool about that. Like just as a narrative sense, you're just like. Having those three It's almost like too clever for wrestling. Like, especially WWF. Like, and I gonna probably, I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know the backstory, but it, I feel like Foley was key involved in all this because he's a real bright guy and he's a writer and he's smart. You know, he understands how story structure is. I feel like this was probably all his idea. There's no way that, uh, What's his name? Russo. Russo wrote this shit. Dude, three of Oh my god. I tell you what. (laughs) There's gonna be this character, dude love. Yeah, I was intrigued. I knew he was the same person. They made it clear, and it was just like 10 years old. I'm like, man. Yeah. He, there's something there. Right. And I never got to see those death matches. I saw the recaps that they showed. Right. Or like the brief, brief ones. Little snippets. And that's where I was like, hmm. And then I never really even absorbed him in WCW until like later 98, 99 going to Blockbuster and seeing these WCW tapes because different regional Blockbusters had different shit so you didn't have access to it. Well, I remember being a kid and just being like, it's so, you know, kids these days, they don't understand like so much is available right away. But (laughs) I remember being a kid and like wanting to take in wrestling and just renting the same fucking wrestling tapes over and over and over again because that's all I had. And sometimes I would go and I grew up in the sticks. I grew up in Carroll County mostly. So I would drive like up here to different video stores just to hope that they had something new. Like I'd go way the hell out of my way just to like hope to get something different. It was like a big deal. Different family members' house. Exactly. Oh, you got got a whole different selection. And and you know like some video stores would only have like old WCW stuff. Like Blockbuster had a weird thing where they would have they had the weirdest selection of wrestling tapes. Like Mm -hmm. they never have what was uh, what was like current, but they'd always just have the weirdest cross section of wrestling shit. Yeah. Did, did your blockbuster... Hey! Hey! Sometimes we have uh, street fights going on upstairs. <laughs> Guys, settle it. Hey! Cut it! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, some blockbusters, like, put it in special interests. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right. Like, which made it seem, it would be, like, It would be right next to, like, the weird workout tapes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. The, like, pseudo-porn that they had at Blockbuster because yeah. they couldn't rent real porn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you bring yeah. up some good points about Foley, though, in that, like, uh, you know, with the three characters, they almost, like, represent, like, three different motivations. And, like, sure. they, like, you know, Dude Love is just, like, the kid who wants to be WWF champion at all costs and be yep. that rock star, live that life. Mankind just wants to create chaos and hurt himself. Cactus Jack just wants to hurt everyone other, else. Everybody yeah. else, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, he's it's, such a genius. The ego, the super ego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and like, he propelled, he either made or propelled the careers of everybody, all the biggest names of the Attitude yeah. Era. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, that is something that's kind of underappreciated. Like, he and, and Austin had a lot of great matches. Of course, mm-hmm. probably his most, like, noteworthy opponent was The Undertaker. Yeah. And, like, I think he made The Undertaker in the 90s because, again, like, I'm not the biggest Undertaker fan. Like, I feel like the guy's kind of limited and always has been. 
But Foley would just kill himself for The Undertaker. Dude, and you yeah. don't even remember The Undertaker. Like, what do you remember about their Hell in the Cell match? You don't remember anything The Undertaker yeah. did. You remember Foley jumping off the cage and getting slammed through the damn cage and his tooth yep. going through his friggin' nose. Yep. But, yep. like, The Undertaker was there. Like, that's a rub. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- and I think that selflessness is important. I think it, it, I don't know, for me, like, it shines. I think it, it shows his personality, too. Like, what mm. a what a good guy he is. And I, I remember, I'm jumping all around, but I remember... When he won the title on that Raw, that was like a genuine, like emotional moment for oh, me. Yeah, I was yes. like, thank, like it's like if John C. Riley won an Oscar. You know, it's like the <laughs> exactly. guy that's always second fiddle. Like now he gets the Finally shine. Gets his moment, yeah. and it was yeah. awesome. And it was also like a great because I hated WCW at the time. You know, when they tried to undercut it, like what a fucking you know yeah. scummy move. Like oh, they're yeah. gonna give their title to Cactus Jack. What a bunch of crap. Like. Yeah. And then everybody flipped the channel. Yeah, you have to see Cactus Jack win the belt. Yeah, yeah. it's just amazing around this time. Um, and I've said it before, but it's 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 almost like comic book characters because you Absolutely. have like the Undertaker, this dead man, then his brother, and then his rival has three like facades. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. and then you have Stone Cold, then you have The Rock. Like all these characters were so essential. Absolutely. For the storytelling yeah. and how they won wrestling, like the ratings war. But just and, and but in the same way they were in the eighties, but like different somehow, you know? Yeah. Because like, characters were important in the eighties, but they weren't identifiable. They were just archetypes, right? You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. in the Attitude Era, you had characters that had more guts to them. At least they yes. felt that way. You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah. Stone Cold. Stone Cold was the as uh, Jim Ross always puts it, the cool heel. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but like he was a guy that was not just purely a good guy. Like mm-hmm. he had some some darkness to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the Undertaker the same way. The Undertaker was like the devil for fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, but like that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like that's the evolution of like what wrestling storytelling was. Like you still had like people don't think about the attitude era like the character age but i think it's probably just as much as the 80s you know what i mean like it's not the like the plumber and the hockey player wrestler (laughs) but like they're still like you just said they're still characters yeah Yeah. that's something you know maybe it would be interesting to see more of that going forward as we move away from the reality era you know maybe maybe there's a little too much reality going on we still get those selfie promos now oh I think we're getting into it a little bit yeah. more, which kind of sucks. But New know. Japan definitely took the reins on the Attitude Era aspect and like took the storytelling with their characters. Um, they've done a good job with that. They um, are what New Japan does that I think is is the most important thing is they present their product like it's a real sport. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. understand that there's silly aspects to it. I mean, look at their six man tags; they're goofball events. Yeah. Right. But like when it comes down to it. <laughs> Like every, uh, you know, every title defense is a main bout. It yes. feels like a yeah. title fight. Yeah, and you don't get that with WWE. And just with little tweaks, you could do that. Yeah, little, yeah. I'm not talking about in ch- in changing your entire presentation. Just right. small tweaks in what's important and what isn't would fix the product. In so presenting much. it, yeah, because yeah. uh, it's like you feel like in those title matches, you're like. Damn, maybe he could win the title. Like maybe Trent Beretta could become the ROH champion. Yeah. Right, but, right. Uh, and then you're like, nah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. They they do a great job at that. Well, I mean, the, the Okada. You know who's 
like the the weird like perma champion now. It looks like no one will ever beat him. When he got the belt, he was a guy that was like, "Wait, you're giving him the title?" Right. Like it yeah. was weird. Like you're gonna take it off of Tanahashi. Tanahashi's right. like Japanese yeah. John Cena. Like you're not gonna take it off Tanahashi. Now it's hard to see Okada lose. But right. the guy. But imagine the rub the guy's gonna get who beats him. <laughs> exactly. Like and but that's all built up. Like that's that's just so that's that's foresight. That's planning. That's th- think about. Think about this with the WWE. You had Charlotte, who had a undefeated streak on pay-per-view, yeah. which got squandered really fucking quick. Well, they, they, they pissed all over that women's title. Like, it, There's been like 700 champions. In Think of what could have been with Asuka being undefeated against an undefeated streak of Charlotte right. still. And you, yeah. know, you, like, know hard to, shit. you know how hard of you to figure that out? You thought about that in two seconds. Right. Yeah. You, they knew Asuka was coming. They, I'm sure they knew they were going to give her undefeated streak. It's like, ridiculous. Just yeah. Think about things just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it takes just a little bit of effort. I think that's what hurts the most. It's just like, yeah. it's like they don't care. Everything seems like, and when you, you hear a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff, it's like, oh, we didn't know the Royal Rumble rule winner was until the night of. It's like, right. the night of? Like, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The decision to end Undertaker's streak was like an hour before the show, I think. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff just it, blows my mind. A lot of it comes back to Vince. I mean, Vince is like, or has been like living week to week on the ratings, and like if something doesn't, doesn't, do well, then he's ready to just scrap the it ratings, in a heartbeat. Yeah. The ratings don't even matter anymore. It's yeah. different. It's a and, different time, and I, I think mean, we're getting into that. Yeah. I think we'll all we can all agree that this show will be so much better once Vince is not. I'm not saying dead because that's yeah. a horrible thing to say, <laughs> but like when he's not around, because like look at look at what Hunter's done with yeah. with NXT. Right. Look what he's done with 205 Live. Right. Yeah. In two weeks, that show has become the most watchable WWE show. Yeah. Two weeks. It took him two weeks to turn that show around. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Like. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and, um, like, we'll get into it as we recap this, but they mentioned, you know, uh, in 98, Vince had been the voice of WWE for 25 years. Yeah. So that, that's the brain. Yeah. So, flash forward another 20 years, yeah. 25 years, 50 years, we've had his, like, insight yeah. on the commercial or the presentable form of wrestling. It's crazy right. to think about, isn't it? Yeah. And like, I mean, when when you were a kid, did you know that Vince was the owner? Because no. I didn't. I was no. like, what the guy that the, the guy yeah. that was the commentator? I yeah. had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. I think guy. it was like Mark Henry. I heard on like the Jericho podcast, and when he got signed to the WWE, and he yeah. went to Connecticut, <laughs> and Vince McMahon introduced himself, and he's like. The what? The owner? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because he was like a fan. Like, he didn't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, you know, back then, it was hell. even more guarded. So, yeah, he's that like, what? He's Wait, the owner? If you're the owner, then why do you let Bobby Heenan shit all over yeah, you right. so much? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Vince yeah. is... You know, I, 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 you know, shitting on Vince is really easy. But I mean, the guy... Did a lot. The guy's amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm just shitting on the, the I think it's time for outlook of wrestling now. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah he's. I mean, there's a, a one of the the specials on the network is a 24 with 24 seven. I think it's called a 357 with Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the WrestleMania match that he had with Jericho last year, which was a pretty good match. Yeah, wasn't great. Pretty good. But like 357 with a Kevin Owens. Sorry, you caught me with the seven. Or, 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 I like that. No, no, not seven. Like yeah, not seven. Uh, 365. 365. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm living in space. My days are a little. My years are. Little, let's give him nine days. My off. little. My years are. My years yeah. are a little off. But uh, yeah. he's talking about how he thought he did a really good job in that match, and it was a good match. But Vince was like, nah, like he didn't like it. Like he's Vince was the only person that didn't like it. And they and they say that you're literally when you're a performer for WWE. 
you're just performing for one guy. And if yeah. Vince doesn't like it, it's just torpedoed. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's crazy to me to think, like, Kevin Owens, to me, is one of their top performers. And he doubted himself for a whole year just because Vince didn't, like, one I did performer. watch that. Yeah. And, and his reactions were crazy. It was like... And that's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like, you're going to shit on this guy? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, so getting back to where we are, the good old days, the glory days, um, the Attitude Era, we launched back in, like, Jimmy and I, we, we covered the birth of Dude Love, yeah, yeah. Um, Cactus Jack, all these characters, Mankind, um, his arrival, and now the heels of the Attitude Era being birthed. Stone Cold won the title at WrestleMania. Um, and now this is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. It's Unforgiven. And they have Austin come out and Vince wants him to be corporate. So he yeah. has like the suit, the yeah. tux, everything. And they present this new WWF belt with the blue. What did you guys think about that at the time? It was, it was yeah, cool. It was okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, It grew on me. In the hierarchy yeah. of WWE belts, it's not that bad. Yeah. I, I still yeah. prefer the old Eagle belt. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, I mean, my here. favorite belt ever is the big giant NWA belt. I think yes, that's like the too. best belt. But yeah. the current belt is hideous. I hate but the uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know. They're too plain. But this was pretty interesting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, was, I was kind of... Uh, as a child, I was like, "Whoa!" They got rid of like that classic belt because exactly. I yeah, always yeah. known that belt. Yeah, because that had been around since WrestleMania three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that belt yeah. was like I had like a rep, like a toy, not like one of these replicas now. That's like three hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> but I had like a plastic version of that. Right. And it was on like all my action figures. Yeah, I, the, that belt was iconic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we get this new leather blue. Uh, with the WWF symbol and then the big gold plaque. And what um, year, when did they start? Because didn't they had like specific, didn't Austin have a smoking skull belt? That gets yeah. later into the year, yeah, 99, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember there was a prototype for a Brahma bull belt that they never made. Yeah. And that thing was hideous. I've never been a fan of like guys having their own belts. No, no. It, like, it, it seems to be, it, it eliminates the, the importance of a title, right? Like right. if it's just your own you guys title. didn't like Jeff Hardy's belt? Oh. I don't even remember oh. that. <laughs> Jeff Hardy had his own belt? Oh, it was oh. his face. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, you have to look it up. I will. Um, it's yeah. as bad as Jeff Hardy's band. <laughs> <laughs> There's music. Yeah. The um, So now it's Vince wanting Austin to turn corporate, but eh, eh. Uh, Austin doesn't go with it. He takes everything off and then stuns Vince and attacks him. Uh, this is like clear attitude era we've got so much going on now Shawn michaels is out of the picture triple h is in the head of dx sean's yeah. hurt at this point right like he's presumably done. like done forever remember? Yes, yeah, remember? Yes. yeah uh then we have the undertaker and kane carrying on their feud and uh we have the new age outlaws kind of taking out the lod um we still have Los Bariquas. Oh, God. And the, those guys just the DOA. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, the DOA. The never-ending feud. Yeah. Oh, Los Bariquas. So, we'll, <laughs> I'm going to cover the first two Raws leading up to the Unforgiven uh, match that we'll do with Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the title. Um, Philly, April 13th, Raw, 255. Stone Cold comes out first, and... This is his, like, peak badass. Right. Like, the crowd is just going crazy. He calls out Vince and asks the fans for a beer because he's sitting there waiting. He's like, I, I, I know Philly got a beer for me. <laughs> That's um, pretty good Austin. Yeah. yeah. 
not going to have Vince telling him what to do. He, he's he's the champion. He's going to do whatever he wants. So Vince like pops out. It's the most hilarious thing. It's like dark, and at the top of the ramp, you just see a head like pop out. And he's like, and at the time, <laughs> me, me. I ate all this stuff up so yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, just glued like. You know, nowadays you have your 25-minute Raw promos, mm-hmm. and you're like, is this ever going to end? But all this Austin stuff could go on for days. Yeah. I didn't. I just loved it, every minute of it. As a child, I was flipping to WCW because I wanted to see wrestling. But now watching this, I'm like, this yeah. is classic. Gold. I mean, yeah. Stone Cold was so charismatic. Like, you know, such a, such a great performer. Yeah, Vince um, comes out with Patterson and Briscoe, and then Sierra, Hotel, Indigo. <laughs> Shield, armed guards, actually. It's just armed guards. It's the SWAT team. It's two guys. Two SWAT guys behind Gerald Briscoe and uh, Pat Patterson. And um, they're in the ring. And Austin wants to know who he's going to fight at the next pay-per-view. They don't even have it set up. Like two weeks to the day. This is your new champion who's crowned at WrestleMania. Just beat Shawn Michaels. No challenger set up. Uh, Vince hasn't made up his mind yet. That is crazy. And he's got a laser pointer just hitting him in the face. Oh, oh God, peak, I forgot about those goddamn times. laser. Those things, yeah, kids today will not understand how <laughs> yeah. important laser pointers were back then. Yeah. And from that point on, probably, is when they started printing on the tickets. I remember on, on the actual right. tickets, no laser pointer Those pens. things were the fidget spinners of our time. Yeah. Yep. Um... So Vince says, you'll find out soon enough who your challenger is. Stone Cold calls Vince McMahon out on how he doesn't like him as the WWF champion. He doesn't like his his choice of language, his fingers, uh, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) And seeing finger gestures. (laughs) Stone Cold, this this has got Stone Cold thinking. And Vince wants someone like himself to be the champion because Vince himself wants to be the champion. Foreshadowing. (laughs) But he's like, he was talking, he was like, he wants a champion that has Ivy League. Like, Vince is fucking Ivy League? No. No, no, no. no. He's a carny. Well, he's like Trump. He wants to, like, act like he's Ivy (laughs) League. Yes, exactly. I mean, Vince is a much smarter guy than Trump, but he's exactly like him. That's why they're buddies, because he's just a millionaire that wants to act like he's an elite. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Stone Cold says, Vince, I bet you you, uh, before you gave me that new belt, you wore it at your house and you said, Honey, how do I look? And I bet she said, Like a jackass. <laughs> you know, all that's probably true. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't have any hard time. I was that. fucking yeah. dying laughing. Uh, Stone Cold. Like yeah. I just hear Linda saying it too. Yeah. Like a jackass. So Stone Cold goes on about defending the title and uh, he wants to do it uh, against Vince. So, you know. Quick trivia, who was 53 years old and their first match was a WWF title match? 53, WWF. Besides Vince McMahon. Besides Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what the hell? He's yeah. putting himself way over yeah. here. Well, he's, he went on to be a three-time champion? I think like once or twice. Because yeah. he yeah. got the belt eventually in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yep. Then he beat... Didn't he beat Bobby Lashley for the belt? Well, he won the ECW title from That's Bobby Jesus Lashley. Christ. And then walked out on Raw with a do-rag and the belt. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vince, this is his first bit of like getting into that character like where he's really putting himself at the forefront. I mean, he really has since Mike Tyson disappeared, since uh, you know the WrestleMania bit. Now it's Austin and Vince McMahon themselves. Yep. So right off the heels of where we were coming off of... It's like, I'm sorry, I don't know. No, go ahead. It's like, it's the best and the worst, right? Because the Mr. McMahon Stone Cold stuff is incredible. 
Yeah. But because it's so good, they've been trying... Like, the McMahons being the evil power structure that's way too focused on still is carries on today. And it's just yeah. like... Yeah. Stop. Yep. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah, it anymore. Marty, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's no good. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. But it was so good back then, though. Like, mm-hmm. I... And, and again, like, I, I keep harping on, like, the, the reality aspect. Like, him fighting his boss, while we all knew it was silly and over the top, it has some... It's got a little bit of resonance, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I want to fight my boss. I want to call my boss a jackass and drink a yeah. beer in the office and stun him you before dumbass, I leave. dumbass. Yeah. I'll beat your ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, for all his failings, McMahon played in perfectly to the, the character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So Stone Cold goes on and says, uh, you know, he'll defend the title tonight against Vince McMahon. Why Why not? But he can beat him with one arm behind his back. <laughs> he just brings that up. So we go to a commercial. But before we go to a commercial, I realized that uh, there was a sign in the audience that said, Stoned 316. Nice. I'm with stupid. <laughs> Very clever. That's a, yeah. <laughs> took, him a lo- took him a long time in the parking lot to figure that one out. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing will ever be better than Triple H fears turkey jizz. <laughs> Still doesn't remember make that any one. fucking sense. That's awesome though. Uh, yeah, Vince comes out later in the night, um, April thirteenth. Mentions his heritage. Mentions his grandfather. Mentions his father. This is really a, like, you know, out of character for Vince at the time to mention that right. heritage. He's usually just behind the scenes now he's like the full character uh but he says a man's got to do what a man's got to do am i gonna fight stone cold steve austin tonight oh hell yeah and michael (laughs) cole goes he has no chance he has no chance in hell oh shit i was like whoa holy shit maybe in about a year they'll come up with something for that that's that's pretty crazy interesting yeah so we cut to Briscoe and Patterson backstage later in the night training Vince on some holes. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I remember that. It's like, cut, cut the knee, cut the knee. Uh, yeah, and then about, uh, yeah, midway through the show we get a recap of last week with 10 3 two, one. I, I know it's ten ten three two one, but I don't remember ten three two one. This is like the precursor for it. It's, it's Cactus Jack quitting. Uh, basically, he took a hard loss with him and Terry Funk at WrestleMania to the New uh, Age Outlaws. Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was, so, that, that, was right. that dumpster match, wasn't it? Where they took like yeah. Terry Funk took this unholy like dive into a dumpster. Yep. I'm pretty yeah. sure head first. Yep. So basically, um, the the recap there is Cactus Jack quitting. He says, you know, he can't do it anymore, and he quits. Huh, interesting. So we'll see what happens. Later in the night, uh, Dude Love comes out after a lot of stalling before the match between Vince and Austin. Um, Vince basically has Austin tie his hand behind his back, so Austin is at a disadvantage right now. Um, Dude comes out and he's... He's talking about the history of him and Austin because they were tag team champions. Yep, that's yeah. right. That's they were right. soulmates, yeah. as he says. And he says that Vince is the moneymaker, though. He's the guy's cashing the checks. And Vince pushes Dude. This is odd. But then Dude goes to give a mandible claw to Vince. And Austin comes from behind. And he turns around and gives the mandible claw to Austin. 
Which, again, is the grossest finishing move in all of wrestling. He didn't wear a glove at this time, either. Uh, it was just bare hands. Uh, you gotta really like somebody. <laughs> so, uh, Vince and company go to leave, and Austin is getting beat down by uh, Dude Love, but Vince says, You stole it, dude! Like, you know, like he stole right. his he little stole moment. His yeah. So, Austin fights back, and the brawl continues, and we go off the air. Interesting. But after there was, like, an attitude extra which Ooh. is after they went off the air okay. and it was some weird fucking dx comes down and attacks austin where do you think they aired that originally like on that some dvd they put it on or i something? guess extras yeah. you know they always keep the maybe the, live the, wire uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> this was like a dark yeah. thing. this, this yeah that this is so weird and um so dx comes out kane comes out and they're beating down austin lod comes out for the save and uh, one other Undertaker comes out for the save. Wow. So it's a four-on-four four match. Weird schmaz ending where, like, Austin just gives the stunner to Road Dog and one, two, three, the ref, like, there was no bell to begin. Yeah. It just one, two, three, and the bell rings and they say who wins the That's match. Like, and let's, like, let's what go the, the fuck, fuck home. <laughs> like, yeah. five minutes out of nowhere, it just happened. I was That's just weird. like, wow, that's so weird. Um, yeah, so then the next week after that, Raw 256, April 20th, 420, 1998. The guy in the crowd would be real happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nassau Coliseum, New York. We get a recap of the last week. Dude Love comes out at the beginning for the Love Shack. He's got his, like, I van and the beads. He had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's awesome. And JR says, we found out late last week that Dude is the number one contender. So it's like, whoa, we... Like, they just do this late last week, all of a sudden, they just right. <laughs> decide things. So, the week before the pay-per-view, your champion just has a challenger now. See, but this but, goes back to what nice. we are talking about. Currently, is everything is just like, well, this is what we're going to do this week. Like, they right. don't think things ahead. Clearly, they were doing the same thing back then. They are yeah, probably true. scrambling for a... Uh, somebody for him to do and yeah. to fight, and then it's like, well, we'll just do Foley. Like, yeah. I guess, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Uh, he's going to challenge him at Unforgiven in six days, which is the match we're about to watch. Vince comes out, and he finds dude $5,000 for interfering last week in his business. Jeez. Ow! And then Vince just leaves. Tough but fair. Dude says the chicks were the reason that dude <laughs> of and Stone Cold have a wedge between them. <laughs> <laughs> So dude was getting these voluptuous blondes, and Stone Cold was hanging out with a housewife. Jeez, Yikes. like some terrible fucking Take stuff. Yeah. And I see a sign in the crowd that says, Vince-a-mania. I'm sure he was like, oh, not That's a bad a idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> we get an advertisement for the WWF The Music Volume 2. Ooh, Ooh. That's a good I'm one. I'm pretty sure I had that Me on too. Yeah. yeah, That was a big one. I was looking for that one. Uh, and then they're sponsored by 1-800-COLLECT. Remember those? R.I.P. Yeah. The, R. So R. that R. that uh, WWE the music volume two that was just the theme songs. That wasn't when they got into the era where they got like actual bands to start covering. No. Songs, right? So yeah, that. volume two was like where they had theme songs that were kind kind of like a little more extended, and they yeah. had a little extra oomph in yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't then later, then like it, four oh. and <laughs> five is so where we. Do get. you guys remember the one with the rocks song about yes. pie? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Remember there was one with like I think Redman was on a rock song, was, yeah. and then of course like I I said the last time I was on your guys' show before we did the uh, the takeover and uh, Royal Rumble it was Royal Rumble right yeah, yeah. And the, the disturbed the disturbed oh, Steve God, Austin song yeah. which is an all time classic yeah yeah oh what were um, you thinking the 
Oh, shit. I blanked on the themes. Uh, oh, oh, the the Wyclef Jean and yeah. oh, and The Rock. Oh, Have you heard that? God. Yeah, that is terrible. It's real bad. Yeah, I know think your there's a music video. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the one. There's a music video for that. Look it's it up. It is, oh Jesus! It is yeah, un- it is unbelievably horrible. I need to see that. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> so some interesting tidbit info on that week's episode of Raw. Dan Severn comes out. Oh. And has a has a fight, and he's out with the NWA World Heavyweight yeah. Champion, yeah. as well as the UFC Super Fight title no around way. his waist. Oh. I was like, "This motherfucker's like the great shit. Sasuke coming yeah. out there with friggin' 1998." We yeah. get a UFC belt on WWE. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I remember the NWA title. I did not remember there being the Dan UFC Severn's belt. a guy criminally underused. I always thought he mm-hmm. could have been oh, a yeah. real like a real monster because like he did all he did some stuff. Before uh, before WWE in all Japan, it's mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Like it really blurs that shoot fight yes. line between yes, wrestling I've seen and those and I mean they're just clocking mm-hmm. each other. I mean it looks it looks really cool, but mm-hmm. uh, but still a wrestling match. Like it's not, you can tell it's not a real fight, but like they're not they're you know it's like Rocky Four like where they're just they're just going at it like yeah. it's fake, but they're just like hey just hit me as hard as you can. Like, you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like, um. So, yeah, that was an interesting bit of info just because of the UFC crossover that that's, we still have to that's this day. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, like, the one that they kind of endorse, they, like, the, the, their relationship with UFC is very strange. It is. Like, it they, is. They, 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 they work together, to but they don't. Yeah, yeah, it's very odd. Uh, so then we get the Warzone intro with that new song, Everyone Get On Your Feet, oh, like that uh, old, like... No, oh. it's not the, it's not, the, what was the, the, the one where I still to this day don't know what they're talking about? Oh, no, this is That's after, the old this one, is after, yeah. 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 Bret um, Hart walking through, like, fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Stone Cold comes out and he says that Dude and Vince uh, must be in cahoots. So he's got an idea of what might be happening. Uh, and he wants to get his hands on Vince and dude tonight. We'll see. The end of the night, Vince comes out for his last bit of commentary for a match between Steve Blackman and Dude Love. What a way to go out. What a yeah. Way. Yeah, way, way to go home, guys. <laughs> Steve Blackman comes out and you will feel the glow because he has those glow sticks. Oh, and they oh, put the lights oh, out and he's God. like... <laughs> he's, doing his, he's doing his katas. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, dude Love comes out and they have somewhat of a match. Uh, Vince guarantees that something catastrophic will happen on Sunday at Unforgiven, and he will be ringside. So, dude has Blackman in an abdominal stretch, and the bell just rings. <gasps> screw job. Oh, oh, already a playback oh, yeah. to a screw job. So, couldn't wait to do. Lord knows that they love going back for that. Yeah. Austin comes out, brawls with dude, and Vince, uh, and then Stunner gets delivered to Pat and Gerald. And Vince gets out of the ring. Dude hits Austin from behind. And Vince leaves as Austin runs up the ramp. And we go off the air. Whew. Nice. Nice. Wow. Nice way to go home. Leaves you intrigued. I love the way that they ended that show. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It's crazy to think of like a go-home main event that was Steve Blackman. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just insane. No. And the the abdominal stretch ending was just the playing off of the screw job yeah. And what could happen for Sunday. I like that, though. But... At the time, them like rehashing the screw job thing was still fresh. Uh, uh, well, yeah. uh, we talked about it. WCW did it later, like two months later at Starcade. Yeah. And now we're in April oh, of the following year and yeah. we're getting it. And guess what? Later this year, we'll get it again. Yep. 
Yes. Well, so. And several more times in the future oh, past God. that. Yeah, they, yeah it's they, crazy. They love it. They love yeah. it so much. It worked once, and now you're going back to the well. Yeah. Um, well, which is kind of the WWF, WWE's kind of thing. They always yeah. just go back to the well too much. Yep. Or rehash other people's ideas. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get into this match. Um, before we do, uh, Stone Cold comes out earlier in the night at Unforgiven, which is April 26, 1998, Greensboro, North Carolina, Coliseum, Greensboro, North Woo! Coliseum. Yeah. yeah, really. That's Nature Boy Country. 21,427 uh, 21, in attendance. Nice. Yeah. That's a good house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about earlier... Unfortunately, Jimmy is out of power right now. Yeah, still. And, uh, yeah, still. God, still day three. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, they they reported BG BG and E reported sixty thousand <laughs> plus might have been out of. They did the WWE type yeah. mania <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's about four hundred thousand people without power right yeah, now. Exactly. About Christ. one million people. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. There's a total blackout in Baltimore right yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, hopefully you'll get the power back on soon, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Sucks, need the power brother. Yeah. So, um, at, at this first event here for this unforgiven in your house, this is where they use the WWF scratched out logo on the actual wow. flyer. Wow. So they had been using it for their advertising stuff. As you see, the turnbuckles here are still the old school WWF, but yeah. we're slowly changing into that Why attitude. That hates that logo. Like, I hate the scratch logo. Yes, I fucking I, I hated hate it, it too. It's yeah. I thought it was going to be brief. The yeah. gold, like the old vintage logo with the blue and the gold I, oh, yeah. I, I they showed that that crappy raw anniversary show they had at the, the, the Manhattan Center they had the turnbuckles and that big neon sign with that logo I'm like oh, I miss that yeah. logo yep. so much I love that logo yep. yeah. the scratchy logo is just awful so this is the first time you'll see it on a pay-per-view and for then on forever until it gets changed to the WWE and then, yeah, and the then WWE it remains Network. pretty much the same. It's pretty thing. much the same now. Yeah. They haven't changed yeah. it since. Yeah. So um, Stone Cold comes out in the middle of the event after the first match, uh, threatens the timekeeper. He says, if you ring the bell on me, I will beat the shit. Yeah. So That's basically right, yeah. He's, he's saving tonight. Yeah. He's smart. He's a thinker. Like he's a it. thinker. Yeah. So we're going to get into the match here in a second. Let's uh, cue it up. Now 
share one punishment. True to Dante's epic saga, these warriors who pass through the burning gates of Hades will never return the same. There is no exit from the flame. You are simply transformed into the language of the fire. And now, 10321 presents WWF Unforgiven in your house, where the Undertaker will battle Kane in the first ever Inferno match. And where tonight, the owner of the World Wrestling Federation has promised an event of catastrophic proportions will occur sometime during Unforgiven. to the 208.25 marker and we're going to count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and then click. 208.25 live. Yeah, 208.25 <laughs> This Tuesday on the network. <laughs> if you want to tune in and watch the match with us, you can. It's 208.25 on Unforgiven 1998. That's 208.25 and then you'll count down with us. 5, 4, 3, Two, one, then click. All right, get ready. Here we go. Start it off. Let's count. Five, four, three, two, one. Click. Got Jim Ross and uh, 
The king? The king. Chest exposed. Spicy. (laughs) Dude loved doing his spicy. He looks like a pizza box from the (laughs) 60s. Like, what is he doing? Again, part of the charm of dude love is like literally everything is like, what the fuck is he doing? Ten three two one. Yeah, yep. the ten three two one blimp making its way. Uh, again, the crowd. kids will never know the uh, the collect call wars of the nineties. Oh. oh no! We get a recap here, Austin. I had that shirt. The like the, the half, half skull, like the Terminator, yeah. like fourteen. That was awful. Nice word art. Let me hold your arm up. <laughs> You're the champion. Fuck it. <laughs> Why even blur out the finger? You know? Yeah, yeah especially true. at this point. Yeah, on pay per view, no less. No. Yeah. At corporate Austin, which yeah. we would get uh, three years' time, I yeah. think. Yeah, something that even Austin admits was a bad idea. Yeah. I didn't mind it at the time. No. I was like, eh, you it's know what, it could work. And then he like had that he uh, he like embraced that comedy character yeah. with him and Kurt Angle. It was awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was good stuff. I always like he he says it, you know, time and time again on his podcast where he was thinking about just swerving Vince at the last second yeah. and like and like doubling what down. What would have yeah. been? Yeah, like that would have been crazy. Ooh, looks weird without the knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like naked. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad like Cody Rhodes wears tights now. Yeah. Because the I mean like long pants because when he had like the short pants in the yeah. new, no knee pads it just like looked like a naked fool. Yeah. <laughs> or in your underwear. Yeah. And Vince was jacked. Oh. He's still jacked. Yeah. He's like 90 years old and he's jacked yeah. as shit. It, it, it's insane. 72 years old? I mean, he's on some kind of gas. They don't don't test CEOs. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you guys know there's, like, this guy who's, you know, alleging that, you know, he had several, has several clients on the WWE roster selling HGH, and one of them spends, like, $250,000 a year. It's gotta be Vince. It's gotta be Vince, yeah. Like, like, the only other person who could do that is Cena. Wow. Which, maybe. Wow. That's crazy. And then is that related to the Mark Wahlberg Roman Reigns stuff? And and Josh Dumel, who showed up on Raw last week, which Which is is so so weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to see a good Josh Dumel performance, look up that Taco Bell ad that he just did because it's the best piece of acting. Oh my god! I thought it was a real fucking movie. It's really good. I would totally watch that movie. (laughs) Web of Fraud. Oh, he does. I forgot. Dude loved the Charleston. How can I forget that? So at the time, were you watching this live? Did you Absolutely. guys have access to the pay per view? Yeah, no, I, 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 that same group that we used to watch Raw, we'd we'd all get together and chip in, you know, like everybody throw in you know five, ten bucks and get the pay per views. Awesome. Yeah. That way, it wasn't that big a deal because I think at the time they were like, I think they were only like forty bucks. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't until like later they got to like I hit. I think they before 60. the network it was like sixty dollars. Yeah. Pay per view. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, this is back when I still my uh, grandparents still had the black box. Nice. So still, uh, oh, that's even would, better. Yeah, pop a tape in and I would catch it. I just usually moved, like the next day. Yeah, yeah. I just moved in with my aunt and uncle. We had the back black box, and yeah. I was watching them live. So I was like in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Also sneaking in at night and watching <laughs> the Spice Channel. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
we got some recaps of some old stuff here. Uh, <coughs> Austin and Vince, the storyline's gone back for some months now. Yeah. Going back to oh. M- MSG, it was September of 97. WWE's mm-hmm. Forgotten Son, Howard Finkel. Yeah. Embarrassed like, <clears throat> by nowadays, which is yeah. so weird. I know, but he did a lot for the company. He's so. amazing. I yeah. love his voice. Like he, he to me is like the voice of WWEF. You know, and yeah. it's just yeah. like they, they. He was on that network special. They didn't even show him on screen. It's like, what the fuck is the matter with you guys? Uh, here's your boy. Oh, yes, I love. And so the, were you? Were you a dude love guy at the time? Absolutely. Or were you just, yeah. Well, again, I was just. I was all in on Foley, and like I was the only one. All my friends hated him. Like, no, this gimmick is stupid. <laughs> and, like. <laughs> I, I thought it was so genuinely funny. And his theme song, you can't really hear it now, but it was just like, he's too yeah, <laughs> like right. Everything about it is so corny and stupid, but yeah. I just, I thought it was great. I ate it up. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it too. I, it's, I think I even had the tie-dye, I hate tie-dye, but I think I had a Dude Love tie-dye oh shirt. Oh my god, Hell that's yeah. awesome. And the big fake, like, drawn-on love tattoo yes. is great. yeah. So the story goes from Foley, I, I guess he is so committed to his character, he wanted to get the love tattoo. Oh my god. His wife wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> Damn. That is crazy. We got the toy right here. Jimmy brought yeah, the that toy is awesome. love yeah, toy. The Jack Pacific. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't have the tattoo though. No, 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 no tattoo. He doesn't have the tattoo. The pants are a little darker, but uh And he's very fit. I love the facial expression. Yeah, he's Jack. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, the facial expression is great. Yeah. There was some sort of function with the arm here. Oh, oh, oh there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does yeah, like a punch. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little European uppercut. A little up punch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, a little bit of Tarzan jerk on Yeah. Dude, love. All right. Do do with it what you will. (laughs) (laughs) So, dude, love is sitting here waiting, uh, I guess, stone cold, right? It's kind of amazing to think that Vince McMahon signed off on a character named Dude Love. Right? I was like, this is so cheesy. This is when I was very pro WCW because uh, Brett had been screwed out of everything and uh, the Sting incident happened with Hogan, so I was all into that. Um, Yeah. I was yeah. wasn't too keen on WWF. To well, at it. this point, you didn't realize that W. Oh, nice uh, stars and bars sign <laughs> there in the crowd. That's that's, that's <laughs> redneck good. at uh, the top. Welcome Boy. to Greensboro. Yeah. Yikes! Uh, but uh, no, at the time you didn't realize that uh, they were WCW was totally going to squander Bret Hart because they yeah. used him. They just yeah. buried terrible. Him. It was terrible. Awful. His first feud with uh, Ric Flair had and no what heat. A, and what a shame! Because I mean. Bret Hart, still yeah. to this day, like one of the best. One of like the I best. always love Bret Hart. Oh, this crowd is just fucking. And you wild. know how, like before, we were talking about how like styles of wrestling that you didn't see. Like Bret Hart is a guy that could go wrestle a match in New Japan at the time. Not that he did, but like he did he, early days. He yeah. he's right in that style. Like he could he could work. Like he's got a work rate that would work nowadays. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And True. even, it, you know, it's not even fair to say that because Austin, too, because, like, if you go back, Austin was in a couple of G1s, mm-hmm. and oh. there, he had a totally different style before he fucked his knees up. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a G1 match between him and Arn Anderson that's incredible. That's awesome. It's like, and it, yeah. it's back when he still had the long hair and everything, yeah. but, like, he had a totally different style that he had to kind of adapt, kind of for two reasons. One, because his, you know, his body was 
kind of breaking down. And two, yeah. because, you know, it's WWF style. Like, right. Why are you going to do yeah. all the, like, crazy interlocking toe holds and all that stuff? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that stuff's not getting over. I mean, yeah, exactly. Austin knew what worked. He, he had a good stomp. He had a good working punch. Yeah. I mean, and you really can't fuck with the, the stunner. That's a, one of the all-time best finishers. <laughs> Any kind of variation on the ace crusher. That's right. Yeah. Japanese all the way. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he took it on his back, it probably would have saved him a couple years. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, I mean, even now, I mean, like the RKO is just a stunner. I know. Yeah, but uh, it's a great move. And Diamond like, Dallas Page, it, it, yeah, they came like really at the same time, so it's hard to say. Like, yeah, and like, yeah, I always thought it was a, a, a damn shame that you never like once DDP came over to WWF, he was another guy that wasn't oh, God. used well. But, like, so wasted. Can you imagine like, uh, like this is a fantasy booking, but like DDP <sighs> at this time. At his top face moment, fighting yeah. a Stone Cold like that oh, would have yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was everybody's like, those two like guys dream been simulation. So amazing yeah. together, but you know, it just never worked. They they brought DDP over as this weird pervert. And like, yeah, yeah. Then um, Undertaker kind of buried him. Then the sure. European yeah. Championship, and that oh. was about it. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. I thought to myself, well. Stone Cold's beating Dude Love's head in the mat. I thought to myself at the time, like, DDP won the European title, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's working his way up the belts, you know, with the card. Nah. Nah. They don't do that. God, that blue leather is really off-putting. Yeah. They just showed the belt. the, uh... The Universal title was ugly. Even that. Like, that exact body drop is weird to take. Oof. Like, he... Ugh. Ugh. Austin basically did like a spine buster that he didn't follow through with and just dropped fully on his back. <laughs> yeah. Kyoto the ref, not Hebner, so we don't have a screw drop potential. Yeah. But we'll see if uh, Kyoto stays alive. And we don't have any dead giveaways on the near falls. No, as, not yet. Yeah. As you pointed out in an earlier, in earlier episode. Oh, yeah, the Hebner count. The yeah. one, two, three. <laughs> yeah! Oh, my hip. Three. Every fucking time. I'm sure both of you guys had the Earl Hebner TNA shirt I was in on it. Oh, God. <laughs> no way. Yeah. What an awful... Like, who, like, That's going to sell. Yeah. I wonder how many of those they I'm printed. Make the Earl Hebner t-shirt. Yeah. But I think like there's a certain sect of like wrestling fans that are kind of like Simpsons fans, where it's like the guy that makes the most obscure reference wins. Oh, absolutely. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. a diehard Simpsons fan, and like it's, that, it's, that kind of stuff sells. Like... Yeah. I saw a guy the other day with a lemon tree tattoo. Like, that's it. It was just the oh lemon tree. God. And I'm like, Jesus oh. Christ, you, you win. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Some hard-nosed brawling shit. Even if even since, like, his bring style changes, he's still, like, you know, does some hard tumbles. Austin's in yeah. great shape here, too. He looks yeah. freaking just, like, He's goat. primed. Yeah, he's, he's on. He, this is this is the beginning of it. Yeah. He's on the run. Um Two of the best brawlers of all time. Absolutely. True. Is, Absolutely. True. Which made, made this so much more fun. Quick bit. Oh! Talk <laughs> about that. scoop slam on the concrete. Like, oh. The Simpsons and the references. Like, wrestling is niche and Simpsons is niche. But, you know, having a wrestling reference is very niche. Like, Absolutely. And then getting into, like, Japanese wrestling oh! is even more niche. Like, yeah. there's, like... Uh, there is like niche nicheness in oh, wrestling. Yeah, you absolutely. can get into like big Japan, yeah. uh, like wrestling matches that are just like you know a water match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's crazy. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. I still think my favorite. Ooh. My favorite. Oh God! Is brutal. DDT match that they did about six or seven years ago with Koto Bushi. Because Koto Bushi is a lot older than people realize. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. Most people think he's like in his twenties now. He's like thirty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I wish I looked as good as Kota Ibushi. <laughs> but uh, they did this match where Kota Ibushi basically did the raid. Like, he went through an apartment building and wrestled people in every apartment. Oh my god, that's awesome. But here's the fun part, because it's DDT. It, the final stage, it was two of the wrestlers looking like they were banging each other. Oh. And it's like, oh, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, excuse me? Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, DDT had some great stuff, especially, I mean, the Kenny Omega with the blow-up doll. That was yeah. Kenji, what, I forget the name of the doll, the Kenji. It's and, like, and then Kenny Omega with the little girl. That yeah. was a DDT, yeah. too. And then they even had, like, a ladder fall on somebody, and the ladder won a title. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Hit the guy in the head, yeah. and then falls on him, and the ref just counted one, two, three, and just handed the ladder to the... the Tanned the belt That's, to the ladder. I love yeah. shit like that. Like, yeah. the ref just wanted to go home. Like, yeah. Uh, more brawling here as we still have the gas pipeline going under the Oof. WWF. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, like, the thing is, though, you know, we just saw, like, two pretty gruesome spots that, like, he didn't even need to take. Like, that no. hip toss onto the concrete and that scoop slam on the concrete, no. like, got no reaction. No, yeah. people are just like, ah, they're brawling. Like, but... L- Bet you his back and hips are like screaming. Oh, and yeah. there's no way oh. they can't be. But I mean, Mick Foley just like conditioned himself. Like even before, like he talks about it in his book about like even before he started training, he was just like he would get on top of his car and just throw himself back. Oh my god! And jump off his car onto like the hard ground to like oh. practice taking back bumps. And now he can hardly walk. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, he he hardly waddles. Yeah, he's. He's in good shape there now. He I lost was, a lot of yeah. yeah, I was happy to see him lose weight because he was looking pretty rough for a while there. I Austin didn't take that that last spot very well, but I did always like that Oof. bulldog that he did. That like kind of slingshot bulldog mm-hmm. that was like one of his like signature mm-hmm. moves. Yeah, I like that a lot. But Austin like didn't plan. He kind of took it on his knee and made it look <laughs> weird. But that's one of those moves, it's kind of like a pedigree, where sometimes it just like it just looks weird how they yeah. take it, and it kind of ruins the move. Yeah. Got to know your opponent's fit moves, really. That's, talk- I think that's the familiarity, like, yeah, because people call their other, other people's spots for them, so True. Like, knowing yeah. your opponent's moves is very important. But talking about Foley again, like talking about the pedigree... God, Foley, oh, Foley must have told Triple H, no, just kill me with the pedigree. Because he <laughs> always did the full pedigree oh, where he just face took, first. took oh, his yeah. whole face in. Yeah. It was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nice spot calling from Austin here. Switcheroo. That Ooh. was good. That was good. Oh, you know, it was cool. Um, I, I, in, interesting, at least for me. Watched ROH, and it was a match. Uh, no, it was the... It was the tag match of Marty Skrull and Cody against the Golden Lovers. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. I haven't seen it. I, okay. I haven't. Yeah. Great yeah. match. Yeah. The exchange between Kota, Abushi and um, Marty Skrull is all based off of slaps. So it's the chain wrestling. And every time someone slaps means you're changing momentum of who's taking control. So you hear like the slapping going on. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth, and you can see them like slapping their leg, like <laughs> slapping their arm. Like if I just like was amazed, like this sequence that lasted like ten minutes. That's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, Marty Scroll was a super talented. Yeah. Guy. yeah, and it's just the way for them to communicate with the, you know Austin the just language spit barrier into the ref's face. Oh my <laughs> god! 
Mr. Mac-Man. Yes. These two are so, so Intercontinental champions. This is what's going to be catastrophic. <laughs> catastrophic. Pat Patterson with his weird accent. I forget where he's actually from. Monster, or f- Quebec. Quebec. Yeah, yeah. He's from Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be over the moon. Vince was over the moon with the match. And then you got this, like, southerner from Dord. (laughs) They had for a while, like, if you you blink your eyes, you missed it, but they had a Briscoe Brothers garage t-shirt for sale. I really wish I bought that shirt. Uh Uh-oh. See, I like this. They're showing the like the the they got Vince. They're showing the 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 bell guy. Replay to Screwjob. Yeah. The grin on Vince's face as he's like side eyeing the bell keeper. It's just oh, perfect facial facial actions there. As Uh, as is the norm with Vince. I remember like you were asking me if I was like Team Dude Love back then. I remember being upset that they were making him a bad guy because I was like, well, he's not gonna win. Right. Like. He's a heel. There's no way Austin's going to lose. Uh, we'll see more details in the Oof, second part. God, even like even like simple stuff like clotheslines yeah. he's taking way too yeah. hard. It's a it's a running theme the when I'm watching. The of him yeah. falling back is just, whew. It's a, it's a running theme when I'm watching live wrestling events, but I'm like, when they take a spot that's too hard, I'm always like, guys, it ain't, it ain't real. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Mostly when it's what Sasha Banks matches, because she's going to kill herself. Oh, oh God. my God. Because yeah. she's like nothing. She weighs nothing, and she yeah. just takes these spots where it's like, Jesus, cr- calm down, Sasha. Please, yeah. we love you. See what's going on? What is going on with the screen? They're about to cut. They've done this a couple times. They're about to cut to a replay, but for some reason they got to like key it up. For like a minute beforehand, yeah. At least that's what they've done before. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Posts were a lot better before they had this stupid LED screen. Oh my on the god, edges. I oh, hate yeah. that. And then now everybody takes a shoulder, like shoulder plunge into the post. Every, it's like, yeah. It's like every match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. See. Yeah. Oh wow, it took forever. You know, Vince is just to be get pissed. the nervous Luckily, expression. He's not watching. Something yeah. that they already showed, like it was like clear as day. Like yeah. you didn't need to cut yeah. them at all. <laughs> that was so pointless. Oh, you know, Vince has probably still got his earpiece in. Oh, cut to that guy. Uh, I don't know if he yeah. can see, but yeah. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> Goddamn flashback. Can't wait for the XFL to start. <laughs> I'm not excited about that XFL. Of course not. Why would yeah. you be? It's going to be horrible. Like, it's the worst. I thought thing. it was a joke. Oh. Like, I thought that was just a rumor, and I'm like, really? No, nope, it's yeah, real. Yeah, it's still, like, hard to believe that it's actually happening. Yeah. Well, did you guys hear the newest rumor? That Fox might be buying the WWE? Oh, I yeah. heard about that, actually. Yeah. That actually could be, like, one of the best things that ever happened to them. Because that would be interesting. It would definitely it would inject some new life into the product. Yeah. It would change the sports aspect. Yeah, but... Put Raw to two hours, mm-hmm. potentially. Oh, uh, I, I yeah. would watch it again. Yeah, There's a reason why I general, I, I watch SmackDown because it's shorter. Yeah. Like, you know, watch NXT because it's shorter. Watching three hours of Raw is just yeah. too much to ask of anybody. It's a bit much. I mean, if like, like, I like, you know, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, but if they were like, hey, this week's episode is three hours long and so is next week, I'd be like, yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be watching that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Look at you now, damn it. We need Seth Rollins out here with his laugh. Right. <laughs> Seth Rollins was probably, what, like 14 when this happened? Yeah, like, right. Jumping on his trampoline, doing baby, wrestling moves. Baby Ron- yeah, jumping on his trampoline, doing shooting star presses. <laughs> well, of course, we're going to give them what they want for a little bit. I mean, we were yeah, salivating for for Austin to just kill Vince. Yeah, yeah. they really they 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 brought it to a boil. It was awesome. This set is something else. Yeah, what is that? It's like some jungle. Like, it looks like yeah, it looks like a like a Spencer's gift <laughs> <laughs> for the Halloween set. Yeah, what the hell is that? Nothing will ever beat the SmackDown giant fist. Oh my god. That was amazing. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Can't let the tail Tail bite the dead dog. dog. I thought he said bite the dog. Oh, well that too. Either way, it makes zero (laughs) sense. I don't understand either one. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh. Oh. He's he's, uh, shades of Carl Anderson right there. Yeah. So that spot that they were teasing in that uh, that uh, Paul Orndorff Cactus Jack match I mentioned, he actually takes the suplex from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring. Ooh, wow! I think they'll 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 probably go back to that well again. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. And there was no padding at that point. Yeah. Oh, that was the concrete days. Well, that was probably the A suplex Bill Watts days. Yeah, he, like I think this was the f- the first Bill. Like I think. I think that that particular pay-per-view was like the first Bill Watts uh, pay-per-view. Or wow. who was the guy after? Not, wasn't the, who was the guy after Watts? Uh, <laughs> possibly Dusty for a Maybe little bit. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Jim Hurd was like. Jim Hurd was the guy before that was like super racist and homophobic, right? Yeah. So then it was Bill Watts after Jim Hurd. Yeah. So no, it was Bill Watts. You're right. Hey, what does that say? Hey, GPC. What the hell does GPC mean? Some strange 90s acronym. Did either of you guys go to professional wrestling events during the Attitude Era? We talked about it on one episode. Uh, I was able to see 99 yeah. uh, was the earliest for the, me. The and s- then you went to... Yeah, I went to a house show in 98. Okay. Yeah, 98, nice. 99, yeah. The sign stuff was... So obnoxious back then. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Like, you could go to a show, and you I, you just couldn't see anything. So yeah. everybody, everybody had a goddamn sign. Yeah. It was Luckily, like, I went to a house show, so there wasn't many signs. People would still bring yeah, signs to house shows, too, sometimes, yeah. though. Yeah. People would still bring signs. People but there was still some, yeah. I went to one of the pay-per-views in, like, 90... Oh, my God! I think it was, like, 97 WWE had a yeah. pay-per-view at the Baltimore Arena. I can't remember which one it was. But Starcade usually was there. Well, this was this was like a post. Maybe it wasn't. No, it was definitely WWE. But or Queuing WWF. up for a replay again. Yeah. But it was it was awful because yeah. we couldn't see anything, and we had decent seats, and it was like ridiculous. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's like I mean, it's like it's today is not signs as much as it is like you know these fucking like stupid chants that like people try oh, yeah. to get, which is just like, as annoying. Some chants are great, but then there's like you get the crowd that's like trying to get themselves over. And it's not just it was attention. the same thing back yeah. then. Yeah, no, it's no, like it's... fans always want to like you know put what? themselves over. Mm. Oh <laughs> God! 
His ass has got to be black and blue the next, even right now, probably. I just don't know how, like, like how does he even, like, get around? Like, after, yeah. Matt, like, after, right after doing that, I'd be like, ah, yeah. ah, like, in, like, graveling for, like, 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. you can understand why the guy's, like, you know, his legs barely work nowadays. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man. But again, like, there's no, like, give up in him at all. Like, he's yeah. he's queuing up the band for sweet yeah. shin music, for God's <laughs> yeah. sakes. Like, which, stomping Which the is same. hilarious, by the way. Like, him stealing uh, the queuing up the band is way better than Ziggler doing it. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. Ziggler's oh. terrible with that. Hey, Ziggler, you can just stop after. Ziggler is terrible. Like, that guy is colder than cold. Yeah. That guy is turkey lunch meat. That guy I can't is, believe yeah. what they're doing. Just, and then the, we're having another fucking, like, multi-man match. I yeah. have absolutely no idea what his fucking character is or what it's supposed oh. to be. Oh, God. Uh, See, yeah. he put a glove back on, though. He's got the glove on. <laughs> like, Austin's probably like, dude. Like, yeah, I don't want your At least put the hand. fucking glove on your two fingers that you jammed down my throat. <laughs> For some reason, I remember Dude Love using the double arm DDT, but I think that was just in the video game. Cactus Jack had that finish. Right, right. Yeah, Mankind did, too. I don't know if the dude ever... I don't think the dude yeah. did. Mankind used it as transition, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good finisher. Yeah. Oh, trust me, the double arm DDT was, like, my go-to when I was, like, a wrestling character as a kid, yeah, like, yeah. trampoline wrestling. <laughs> yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. I like that uh, that weird hammerlock suplex DDT that uh, CN almost uses now. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. cool, like, like variation of the... It's, it's like a single arm DDT. I yeah. like that a lot. What was, like, the aspect of the, well... Knees to the gut DDT. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like, like a, almost a code breaker DDT. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, some combo moves. Uh, we were talking about live stuff, and it just made me think. Like the one Attitude Era show that we went to, uh, it was my uncle who is a complete goof, and he's like, he's like hilarious. And then my next door neighbor who was a cop. Oh, and he was interested in wrestling, and, you know, I always talked to him, and he was just like, I'm like 15 or 16 at the time, and we were just like, all right, let's all go. Oof. You know, my grandmother got the tickets from yeah. her building management, so we had access. So we go to the show, and the whole time, my neighbor's like, uh, who who would you want? To- oh, oh, my this. God. Took a cold shot yeah. to Top the head. the fucking head. Jesus. Yeah, the put, crowd is going wild. Put that in the file for the fact that, you know, Vince... Never has anybody do stuff that he wouldn't do himself. Exactly. Uh, Vince took oh, that, Vince took that crazy ass Kevin Owens headbutt to the yeah. to the head. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't I like get these that. idiots cheering like yeah. he won the match. Well, Stone Cold can't count. <laughs> Wait, they're what? playing the music. Attitude error rules. Excuse me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What? Um, That's... there must have been a stipulation that we missed or something. Nah, I don't think so, man. I think they just like fucking went yeah, with that. I think they'll they'll call this a no contest. The referee will wake up. Yeah. Well, this wasn't the blow off of the. No, the dude we, love we have one more, thing, which so. we'll cover in another episode. Yeah. 
A good match, though. A good, solid yeah. match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great brawling. and It's all brawling for Stone Cold yeah. after, the, after that point. But, like, it never really had any lulls. Like, no. something that I, I wish a lot more matches in the current era would follow up on. Like, a lot of times these guys that, that don't really have a big move set, they always go into these rest holds and shit. It's like, there was no rest holds in that. Like, it just went. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It was able to make sense of why they were going in and out of the ring. Exactly. And back and up and down. Because it was like this, like, it, they you, you fell into the suplex and rolled this way. And yeah. now we're fighting over here. It's, it's, yeah. and it's, it's uh, like, it's, it's, and then. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. it's the best way to write a, uh, a screenplay. Yes. It's like, and yes, this and. happened, and this happened. That's what they're doing yeah. in the ring. You're like, yeah. this, and this happened, and this happened. There's nothing, everything flows. Totally. There's a momentum that works, and like we're and all Vince invested in this. Out. Like I, I don't. How many times have have you guys watched a match and you're just like, like looking at your watch, oh, like God. You know, like yeah. on your phone checking Facebook, like the elimination chamber. I was even like, Ugh. I mean, that was like a 20 minute match and it just flew by. Yeah, like it was just like, and it, it it didn't have any 450s. It didn't have any like crazy no. No. like. Canadian destroyers, or you know, anything. It was nutty. just bump time. It was yeah. just, yeah. I mean, yeah. Foley took some crazy bumps. Vince got hit in the head with a chair, which is pretty <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Um. Oh, here we go. All right. So for a shitty Stone finish, that's pretty good. That's yeah. still a pretty good finish. Yeah. So, dude, love wins via DQ. Which, which makes him the lineal WWF <laughs> yeah. champion at the time. Wow. You ever looked at those like lineal oh, champion yeah. charts? Oh, yeah. It's oh, fucking hilarious. Crazy. <laughs> we'll see if Austin can get his win back lineal. <laughs> um, Vince wow. is selling this like a corpse, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been up yet, but he's really giving I'm surprised this, a this lot crazy of ass didn't blade. No yeah. one Vince. Check out the shot. Jeez. Oh, God. I mean, that was the very top of his head. That was a real shot. Yeah, even then, still, like you said, 53 53 years old. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then fully taking a stunner like a champ. He takes it, yeah. Takes it so well. I mean, he just went down. Like, like the the thing that always sucks about people taking stunners is they bounce back. Yeah. And they make it look really silly. But, like, he took it, like, straight on his chin. Straight down. Didn't you guys see that uh, AJ Styles Rusev house show match that people had footage of where he took a stunner and he like, like rolled the out of the yeah, ring? Like the I rock, thought that was yeah. hilarious. Uh, Rusev is on the top of the list of the criminally underused oh, guys no, on I the know. roster because that guy is amazing. He also lives possibly the most charmed life I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's like that guy following that guy on Instagram is just like Jesus Christ I wish I was you <laughs> you see the recent photo where he's holding her up like upside down oh, it's, yeah it's ridiculous yeah. Lana's amazing yeah she seems like a sweet person and she's super hot did you see the, the video that she posted I think it was probably from one of those like Total Diva shows she was like driving home and she drives past their house and Rusev is mowing the lawn in his underpants. <laughs> it's just That's like, hilarious. she like does like a double take and it's just, he's just out there mowing his lawn. <laughs> oh my God, Vince is selling this like death. Yeah. Listening to Alana talk without her accent is really weird. Cause she doesn't, she, that's it's a put so on. Different. She's like, she's from like Florida or something. Yeah. But she can oh. speak. Have you ever heard her music from before she, she was? music? Oh my God. Is before she was in the WWE, it's the, ter- it's the most terrible pop music I've oh, ever I'll heard. I have to check that out. But yeah, no, she's like, she's American, but she legit speaks Russian. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
know. Lana is the one that's rigging our elections. Let her, let her have it. <laughs> she's, a, she's a treasure. <laughs> Suppose you work at a gas station like most of these fans. <laughs> what you gonna do to your boss? Jerry, who's manning all the Texacos if they're at the pay-per-view? Right. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, God, he... he <laughs> Oh my god. Vince should do like the fucking, uh, what was that NFL guy that broke his neck? He like the thumbs the up. The thumbs up at the end. Classic. <laughs> that would have been great. I forgot about Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter at this point. Yeah, time. he's still in play. He, Toward it, the end of his. Uh, he'll fit, he'll fizzle out a little bit, yeah. yeah. I love how the dude is, is showing concern. Yeah. Still playing into this, uh, are they in cahoots stuff? Yeah, which will only go further, like we talked about. Like that, he'll go full on corporate dude love. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, corporate dude. So as we're wrapping up here, yeah, we're gonna follow up on another bonus episode in about a week or so with you, and uh, we'll do the next match that they do at Over the Edge, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, wanna... shot one more time. God, Ooh. I mean, he like he clobbered him. Jesus. When you first saw it, it looked like that Foley took some of it, but no. no yeah, it yeah. was all Mick McMahon. Yeah, that's a great way to end a fucking pay-per-view. Oh, and yeah. I think that pay-per-view is only two hours long. God, can you imagine? 2.45. Oh, man. Not, not awesome. Nowadays, where they're like five and a half hours long. Yeah. yeah. It's like... It's crazy. <sighs> but, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for coming on, thanks man. Thanks for having we'll, me, we'll, we'll be back again, and we'll go over the... The follow-up from this show, the lead-up into Over the Edge, which is a couple exciting things that happen. Like you said, we get the corporate stuff, and then we get the carry-on of Dude Love and Mick Foley story. And uh, Yeah, and, and then after cold. that, right, after the Dude Love stuff, eventually you get to the corporate mankind stuff, and that's where you get Mr. Socko and all that stuff, which yep. is brilliant. And then the hospital stuff. Uh, oh, in- the hospital interesting stuff note. So good. The the clip that I saw for the Raw two fifty seven that's coming up the night after this Unforgiven, it's the uh, DX in the tank and the, the oh ar- wow the army jeep. Sorry, it's yeah. not a tank. It's not a yeah. tank. <laughs> he said it's a tank, and then Botchamania shows it back, and it's yeah. the jeep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's, that's the night where they go role. on the jeep. Yeah. So everything is really unfolding right now. Like Attitude Era is at the peak. And I just don't remember it all happening at that time. No. The same time now, like, uh, you know, then I'm thinking, like, it happened, like, so long. But yeah. they really threw a lot in at this time. Like, Yeah, and that whole, like, DX invading WCW. Like, it's one of those things where I really wish, like, I could talk to those guys, like, just like we're talking now. Because, like, right. how much of it is kayfabe and not? Because, like, if you listen to... You know, Nash and all those guys, they didn't know any, they didn't right, know about any right. of it, and it was all legit. That, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. if that's true, that's incredible, but it's wrestling, and I don't buy it for a second. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I want to. I want to believe, to. you know? Because yeah. that segment was amazing. Yeah, like, I don't I don't believe for a second that, like, Hall and Nash, and they, I, yeah, I don't believe that they didn't know, but I'm sure, you know, there were so many people in WCW's roster at that time, yeah. too, that you know, I'm sure some of them didn't know. Well, if you, if you watch that, uh, if you've seen, it's on the network, that, like, Monday Night Wars thing. Yeah. Like, they, t- the, the WCW guys act like, well, we were all in the hallway waiting for a fight. It's like, okay. Like, yeah. No, yeah. no, you weren't. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like um, so, saying a central to the 90, 1998 timeline, I'll do a 
uh, steal a gimmick and do a Jerry uh, Springer. There you go. Final thoughts? Oh, Anybody's final, final thoughts of the match? <laughs> of, uh, anything going on? I, I mean, I think that Vince is a lunatic. And for, for an old man to take a top of his head chair shot for essentially no reason. Yeah. Because, yeah. honestly, if you could have the same reaction as if somehow... Vince was holding up Dude Love and Stone Cold just clocked him. Stunner through the table. Just yeah. put any kind con- but like, no. Really, we're gonna yeah, like hit him in the fucking... Shot to the back. We're gonna, yeah. And yeah. literally, any physical contact would have gotten the exact same reaction right. from that crowd. But no. We're chair gonna give shot. you a chair shot to your head. Yeah. Top of the head. And I mean, like, I know this is before fucking tell the truth, but like, no, like, think about that. Like, a chair shot full on to a 55-year-old, 53-year-old man yeah. is insane. Like, yep. Vince is a nut. Yep. This is totally insane. Yeah. Jimmy, final thoughts? Bonkers, yeah. I mean, that, that shot is like a it's, it's shocking way to end a pay-per-view and to like get people to like keep the momentum going into Raw, like, which I think a lot of pay-per-views don't do that now. No. Like, there's not that big, that big hook to lead into the next episode of Raw. Yeah. Um, so that was just a great way to end it and a really, really fun match with, like I said, two of the best brawlers of all time. Yeah, unfortunately we don't get a recap of uh, Raw Talk with Dude Love coming out <laughs> yeah. saying God. he's still challenging for the title. I don't know, Daddy-O. <laughs> I'm glad that you pointed that out, though, because that's something I haven't really thought about. Because like it used to be, when Raw was at its best, the pay-per-views would make you want yeah. to watch Raw. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, I can't wait to see what happens. But that doesn't really happen anymore. Now it's like we're kind of building to a network yeah. special. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but that's like a big thing, right? Like... I mean, you had that thing that happened with Rhonda, but they didn't follow up with that for two weeks. Right, yeah. And, like, I know she wasn't... I know the behind the scenes that she wasn't contractually obligated to be there. Or, or that's not the right word. But she she couldn't be there. Right. They already knew that. So why even have a fucking angle there that night? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make it... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot of stuff that we still complain about to this day. That's why I might have a solution. Uh, so... Uh, we'll be we'll be coming back, Jimmy and I, uh, for second season. Then yeah. we'll be joined again by TJ for a follow up episode yeah. where we'll go over over the edge and recap of everything that's happened before then, uh, right after this. And yeah, so I think I got an idea for maybe a, a, a another podcast where we're going to be talking about NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and going over the history of Japanese Pursuo Wrestling and uh, certain famous matches and things that build what is the foundation for New Japan Wrestling and Japanese Wrestling now. Uh, some key essential things. I'll go over like the, the New Japan tournament that's coming up and follow them. And as well as I'll, I'll follow ROH because that correlates. And it's an easy show to digest for me. So we'll be calling that one Gaijin Radio. I like that. And, uh, yeah. You, so. you should take our old our old show that we don't use anymore. We had the Burning Hammer podcast. The Burning Hammer. I like oh, that. Because uh, we loved it. Yeah, you feel free to use the name. But that's like the best move ever, right? Oh, Burning yeah. Hammer. Like that. that whole concept was so great to me. That like, oh, there's this guy that uses this move like once every six years. And he's yeah. only used it four times. Yeah. No one's ever kicked out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And then some asshole in the WWE used it in like two. 2006. Oh my god, I you forget that. his name, but yeah, it was like, oh wait, somebody else used the Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick broke it out in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, I think. That's right, right he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah he wow. killed the guy with yeah. it too. It looked horrendous. Yeah. 
I'll have to I'll have to recap that one. I, I think I watched that through and through, so I, I, I definitely saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned for Gaijin Radio as well as Retromania will be coming back with season two and some more bonus episodes. Yes. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. As always, you can find us on moholeradio.com. You can find Jimmy on the Twitter at Jimmy underscore Price and TJ. Where where can we find you? Multiple places. In my apartment. Radio, uh, movie the podcast. Um, I have a Twitter. I never use it. I think it's Topo underscore Poops. <laughs> um, uh, Facebook is uh, Arta L Topo. You can find me there. You can find nice. me all over the place. I'm nice. literally everywhere. Yeah, I just, I just like scatter shot. I'm like that that power up you got in Contra. You just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, uh, TJ is a great artist as well. So yeah, check out some that. of his artwork. Not a lot of people. Also, like I was telling both of you guys, like hopefully in the future, because um, you know, uh, Sean and Alec and Gogs are all everybody on movie the podcast. We're all wrestling fans. We all get together and watch pay per views. Um, so maybe like with the big WWE shows that we can do like a reaction show to some of that stuff. Yeah, I'd love to do definitely. like a WrestleMania takeover reaction show. Oh so yeah, we can get together and do that. Totally. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. We'll uh, we'll get all. Or the you things. and I were talking about maybe doing like a live show. That'd be cool too. So, yeah. Yeah. Something going on because the uh, internet gets to see all our ugly faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get together and try to figure something out. The Mohole family, uh, yeah, I like that. And we'll have them on as well for yeah, a bonus episodes. So yeah. we'll we'll build a little rhythm here. Yeah. Thanks everybody again for listening. Uh, like, listen, share. Yeah, please and, do. Uh, yeah, it's very important. All right, all take right. care. Thanks, guys. guys. never seen anybody smoke weed over like a legit pipe. You're like, you're like, uh, Gandalf. It's, a ga- it's called a Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> it's